mortgage advisors. I know Jody and Sam. That's about it. Why haven't I been able to manage more than that? What the hell happened? Sam. Sam happened. When I get to work, I check my emails and discover that the whole office is going for a mandatory pub lunch at 1pm. Me, Daryl, Jeanette, the other agents, Paul and Katie, and the manager, Charles. Paul and Katie are in their late thirties and act like they've been married for about three hundred years. They are an inseparable unit. They don't have kids. Houses are their kids. They may even have said that at one point, I don't remember. They speak to each other as though their relationship is one long real estate transaction, in clipped business-like tones. Sometimes I accidentally imagine them having sex, and Paul is on top shouting, We're going to exchange! We're going to exchange! We've exchanged! I can't look at them anymore. Charles is in his forties. He's something of an also-ran on the local estate agent scene. By now he should be regional manager at some massive national chain, or at least co-director of our piddling operation. But he's still in branch, slogging through sales, his hair thinning, his skin slackening. He keeps a small bottle of whiskey in his second desk drawer. Jeanette told us all. Sale falls through? Have a little chug. Take the edge off. Please, God, don't let me end up like that. Our venue of choice is the King's Head, a beautiful Tudor inn on a cobbled street near the harbour. Inside, though, it's like any British pub. A warped wooden bar damp with spilled booze, a gambling machine flickering in the corner, the pervasive stench of the men's bathroom, its long porcelain troughs scattered with urinal cakes. If some cosmetics company wanted to bottle the archetypal fragrance of the British night out, this would be it. Urine cake. Though I'm not sure l'eau de gâteau d'urine would be a top seller. Still, it's something to think about while I count down the seconds until Daryl starts talking shop. The tables are mostly empty, so we choose the one by the window and pick up the laminated menus offering classic British pub grub, i.e. thawed processed food that someone in the kitchen has microwaved and slopped out onto a plate, perhaps with a sprig of parsley if they're feeling fancy. Sometimes it seems like everything in Britain happens this way, automatically and without care. This isn't a real pub, and this isn't real pub food. It's a weird simulation of what people think they want. Christ, no wonder I've been chucked out of my home. I'm having the fish and chips, announces Daryl. Got to eat fast, though. Got a buyer for that Clifton place coming in at two. Oh, God, we're off already. I bury my face in the menu and try to decide between ordering the rich, authentic lasagna with lashings of mozzarella cheese or throwing myself into the river. The Avon might taste fresher. That night I get back to Dan's place exhausted and on edge. All I can think is that I have to take Sam out tomorrow, probably to the park and then a cafe. And I'm dreading it. Don't get me wrong, I love Sam with every molecule of my being. But he is so difficult, and I'm useless at managing him. The times I can see him starting to get upset, if he's not allowed to watch television, or if he wakes up and realises it's a school day, or if he gets confused about what we're planning for the weekend, I get wound up too. My stomach clenches, the frustration rises, and suddenly it's about who's going to explode first. Only Jody can take him and calm him down.
only Jody. This afternoon, a couple came in to see about a mortgage on a small terraced house in Totterdown. They had their toddler with them. He's so talkative, they yelp. He will not shut up. And it's such a humble brag, because really they're telling me how clever he is, how advanced. This chubby little boy going through my waste paper basket and singing the words to Disney songs. I stopped short of telling them that when my son was his age, he could say maybe three words. Four if you included schlur, which he said a lot and which to this day we remain unable to interpret. Back then friends would say, Oh, children all develop in their own ways. He'll get there. And we'd nod sagely and pretend not to care. But later we'd be on the internet, riffling through parenting sites. It says here he should have a vocabulary of 50 words by the time he's two. He didn't. Nowhere near.